Welcome to the Office 365 Developer Show. I'm your host, Jeremy Thake. The only show focused on Office 365 development, where I talk to the experts from all over the globe coding on the Office 365 platform. For more information on Office 365 development, please visit dev.office.com and follow us on the hashtag Office365Dev. So welcome to episode number 14. Today we've got a great show with James Lau from the OneNote API developer team. And we're talking a lot about those scenarios. Before I do that, let's catch up on some of the blogosphere of what's been going on in the Office 365 development world this week. The first blog post I'm going to tackle is actually on Office Blogs, which is something that we've just released, which is the Android File Picker, which is part of the OneDrive SDK. Essentially, this allows Android native developers to have the idea of selecting a document from inside a OneDrive location that the user's logged into and then show that information inside your own native app um, with all the kind of the metadata. So some great samples as part of that blog post and also then links off to the variety of code samples that live within GitHub and all the articles and links to where you can ask questions on Stack, etc, etc. So please go and check that out if you're doing any Android development against the OneDrive consumer API, you can do that. And obviously there's still going to be some convergence there in the future, but for now that's just focused on OneDrive consumer. The other link we have here is uh, Elio Strife. Uh, sorry if I've pronounced your name wrong, Elio. He um, he's actually posted an article on how to add attachments attachments to a mail within Outlook. Uh, in this example, he uses an OA app, but that would still be relevant if you are building um, a mail app within Outlook Desktop as well. And he essentially shows all the JavaScript snippets that you need to do to, to do that. So it's a really useful little snippet there for kind of grabbing and, and picking an attachment in that way. So please go and check that one out. And then a very regular on the uh, weekly announcements, where Richard gets the time to blog this much, he's putting all of us to shame. He actually posted a really good article on the SharePoint Online information architecture considerations. So defining a tenant, defining some of the URL limitations, it's really taking this concept of, well, on SharePoint server, I can have as many managed paths and web applications as you like, but there's already some preloaded managed paths in SharePoint Online and some capacity considerations and things to consider when doing templating and provisioning site collections and how to handle managed metadata and content types. So really good article. Uh, some great links in there as well some valuable stuff that's going on inside the patterns and practices group as well which Richard has also contributed to another one from the office blogs we actually just open source the exchange web services Java API onto github so some work's been done by the exchange team and the open tech team to, to make this happen on an MIT license it's a github repo that's available in github.com slash office dev slash AWS Java API. Uh, available links are in the show notes as well. Some really cool stuff there about using Maven as the build system and various other bits and pieces here as well, including some Java doc fixes and they're using markdown files for all the getting started guys rather than Word documents. Very similar to what we've done in the patterns and practices stuff too. So really, really cool uh, features there, what we're doing to push uh, outside of our usual comfort zone in the Microsoft stack over to the Java stack and and the Android stack. So it's really exciting to see us kind of reach out to those areas. And then lastly, a series post here by um, Kristen Stahl on getting started with the REST API in SharePoint 2013. And this is part four. So if you haven't been following 
there's been a series of parts that he's been going through and in this example he's using one to bring Flickr photos through the Flickr API, the feeds API using JSON and jQuery into SharePoint lists and then he has another example there of kind of showing the function that's involved in iterating through and capturing that information so it's a really good example of kind of like pointing an external feed and pulling those things into SharePoint so a good kind of real world example so again if you've got any content that you feel that you're posting and I'm not mentioning please just tweet me the link just to get get it on my radar and I'll add it to my RSS reader so that you become part of the show and hopefully get a few more click through to blogs.office.com and through the listeners through the show so without further ado uh, this was a last minute show we've got a short week here in the US Labor Day was on Monday so we kind of only had yesterday as the start of the week so I've literally just recorded this you're listening to this on Thursday the 4th of September, I recorded this on the 3rd of September in James's office in Building 36. Really good really good chat about where OneNote is being driven around for living in OneDrive and in the future OneDrive for business as well. So check it out and again, if you've got any questions, please reach out on the, the Yammer network. Uh, links are in the one show notes as well. And enjoy the show. Okay, so I'm here in Building 36 today with James, James Lyall. Thank you very much for your time today, mate. I, um, I know you've got a busy schedule with all the OneNote stuff you've been doing. Oh, thanks, Jeremy, for having me on the show. It's definitely been something that, as I'm talking to the community, on whether it's Yammer or whether it's Stack Articles, there's a lot of questions around One OneNote, especially from a, a developer perspective and what mm-hmm. people can do with it. So I know you're kind of the main man there. Um, I'm one of the man. One, one of them. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's definitely the most active I've seen um, in the community. And obviously, Gareth is next door. Yep. Um, he spoke at yep. this build and stuff on some of that extensibility right. as well, yep. which was good as well. Yeah, and we have Omar, we spoke at Tech Ready. That's right, yeah. Stephen's pretty active in the community yeah, as yeah. well. And you Nick, guys are, awesome. are all very active, actually, considering it, you know, you're quite a small team from the dev development side. Yes. And, and so, how long have you been in this team? What's, uh, how, what's your history been like at Microsoft? Uh, the team is actually pretty new. So we've been around for about a year and a half, uh, focusing on building the service, the OneNote service, as well as the associated API on the service. Yeah. Um, the product itself, of course, is much older than that. Um, I myself have been at Microsoft for about 10 years. Uh, previously, I was in Visual Studio, uh, Bing, and also spent some time in Windows Phone. Before right, joining okay. this team. Yep. What were you doing in the Visual Studio space? Um, I was also building an ecosystem there right, uh, okay. around Visual Studio extensibility. Oh, right. So, okay. yeah, the VSIP program, yeah. uh, the first version of the Visual Studio gallery. Oh, wow, uh, okay. And the V6 packaging yeah, yeah, mechanism. Yeah. So, I, well, there's yeah. definitely a few people who would be listening to this that would have worked with all their Visic stuff. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely built some extensions in my time when I was back in the community <laughs> days. So that's a great, I mean, it was a great thing that got introduced into Visual Studio from an right. extensibility side. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I know like the SharePoint community went after it pretty hard in the Site Explorer and oh, okay. uh, different things. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always good to, I guess you've, you've, so you've moved around a little bit to different things. What's been the most exciting thing to date you've worked on? I think OneNote API is one of the yeah. uh, the most exciting things um, just because we are you know building a brand new API. Uh, in many ways we're still in our infancy uh, but we're building a brand new API uh, that is service-based and en- enabling people to do new things with OneNote and extending that ecosystem. Yeah and I must admit I've used OneNote for years and years and years and years and years. I think pretty much since it shipped in Office but the amount of times I've been in meetings where people go, what's that? 
And it's only really been in the last, I guess, year and a half, two years that people have started to kind of be aware of OneNote and right. what it is. But um, I guess what would be your 30 second elevator pitch to OneNote regardless of developer story? Well, I, I think OneNote, you're absolutely right that OneNote, um, customers tell us the only thing that they hate about OneNote is that not enough people know about it. <laughs> I'm serious. We have heard it so many times. Uh, OneNote is a you know fantastic tool for collaboration or just for personal use, just to jot down everything. We know our customers use it. Um, both uh, IWs use it for work. Um, yeah. Students use it for school. And, you know, everyday consumers, everyday people use it for different purposes like right. planning a trip or planning a wedding or just keeping together a to-do list. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 one of those tools that is so versatile that it's hard to describe what it is, right? right? right. It's sort of like, what do you use a notebook for? Yeah, yeah. A- and so that's why I think sometimes people have trouble wrapping their heads around yeah. what OneNote is. Um, but you're, you're right that lately... Um, you've seen, you know, the Surface Pro 3, for example, the right. tight integration that we've done with that um, piece of hardware um, has really brought light into OneNote itself. Yeah, I think a lot of the time OneNote is, you know, people find it hard because it's unstructured data as opposed to like putting things in structured mm-hmm. data, whether it's SQL, whether it's SharePoint lists and libraries right. or it's Excel. You know, there, there's that freeform nature of OneNote that people are a little bit scared of from a discovery. But I must admit, like for instance, as some uses that we do in our team, all of our meeting minutes were stored in stored in there, and we sync up to a team side in SharePoint and share those notes. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what we do as well. Right. Like since joining this team, we literally live every day in OneNote. Yeah, uh, we keep our specs there a lot of times just wow, because really? it's a lot more flexible. Yeah, the co-editing experience is just fantastic, and it right. feels a lot more lightweight than, uh, you know, opening a document, for right. example. Right, like wor- a Word document might be considered more formal, right. whereas OneNote might be where you kind of do the initiation and right. the flow exactly. of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm currently, I'm doing a keynote at SP TechCon uh, Boston in a few weeks, and I'm mm-hmm. just doing kind of the outline for that talk in yep. OneNote with right. my manager, uh, Chris, you know, just kind of talking through those notes. And it's just more natural to be there, and we can both yeah. be on our services scribbling. and Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, I just bought, well, when I moved here, I moved here few, uh, five months ago now, my car decisions with my girlfriend, ah. um, all the websites we went to, screenshots of all the cars, oh, and we yeah. had columns, you know, with like pros and cons from right, both of us. Right. That OneNote was used for that kind of thing too. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, you know, now we also have the OneNote Web Clipper. Right. Uh, probably, we, I don't know if you if it was available back when you were doing your research. Yeah, no, it wasn't but, actually. And yeah. when he announced it, I was like, oh, that would have been so useful to have yeah, that, exactly. just to kind of grab those things. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I was using, I think it was Snagit, the text oh, tool, okay. to kind of yeah. come, copy and paste things in. Yeah. But um, yeah, so OneNote is something that, you know, gets used in lots of different ways. And there's a concept of a, a, a OneNote uh, notebook, mm-hmm. which can then have sections and mm-hmm. each section can have multiple pages in it. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, I mean, where do notebooks live? What's the, what, in terms of where you store these things, what are some of the scenarios yeah. there? Um, so traditionally, notebooks um, could have lived on your local computer, so you can have a local notebook. Right. But we're really trying to encourage people to move to the cloud. So you know, on the consumer side, your notebooks would live on OneDrive. Yeah. Um, the reason why we want to move people to storing their notebooks on OneDrive is because, of course, it would sync automatically across your 
different devices. Right. One of the great things about OneNote is that we have so many different clients across all the major platforms. Yeah, yeah. Um, we actually have nine different clients across, you know, iPhone, iPad, Android phone, Android tablet, uh, Windows desktop, Windows store, Windows phone, and also the web. Right. So our goal is to, you should be able to access your OneNote content from any device that you want. Yeah. Um, so by having your notebooks in the cloud, that would enable you to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny. Like, oh, I, and of course, I'm missing one very important client, which is the Mac. Which well, we're absolutely. Really yeah, and I must admit, I, I have a MacBook Pro at home, and, um, you know, I... I used to have to drag my PC around with me to kind of do the OneNote at home, but now I have that client. It's brilliant to have that kind of accessibility there. Yeah. I also noticed you added um, pen support to the Android client recently. That was announced in the blog. So yes, that's another, that is pretty recent. Something I use, a, I've always used a lot with OneNote is the pen cap the yeah. capability. Yep. Um, and especially now with the Surface Pro being so light um, with, a, with a pen, it's great to kind of have that ability to sketch. Yeah. PowerPoint slides quickly, you know, designing those kind of things, or even like kind of getting a point across in a, you know, when you're in a meeting rather than getting up on the whiteboard. You know, we kind of shoot things to the PPIs that are dotted around our yeah, offices totally. to, to do that. I mean, I personally use it a lot with, you know, critiquing UI specifically, yeah. just, you know, doing a screenshot, putting it in a OneNote page, and right. then just, you know, drawing circles and writing comments yeah, on yeah. specific UI pieces. Yeah. It's a lot easier to do. Like with the ink. annotation over exactly. the top, right? Exactly. Um, and then uh, from there, so you know, you've got this concept of having this unstructured data in these pages within the sections within the notebooks. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned OneDrive, but you you know, the, from a corporate side, you could also put those in OneDrive for business as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in fact, that's what we do at work. Uh, we put our notebooks, shared notebooks, on OneDrive for business, yeah, and then share it out to the team. Um, and the the really neat thing about it is the uh, real time collaboration capabilities. Yeah. So you know, as we are working on a spec on a OneNote page, for example, I can see in near real time my coworkers and colleagues typing into the, onto the same page. Right. Right. Yes. Sometimes we joke and say we should just use this as an IM. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> re replace link. We're just yeah. using OneNote as an IM. Right. That totally unstructured in yeah. that sense. Yeah. It's probably true. It'll be easy to find later on as well, I'm yeah, probably yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, and, and with that, uh, I guess from a de developer story, what kind of scenarios do you see, you know, in terms of having all this unstructured data in here? What scenarios are you seeing um, ISVs yeah. and enterprise developers doing with with OneNote? So, uh, I, I mentioned a little bit before that this team is fairly new, so it's about a year and a half. Uh, old and when we started the team, we were charged with building the OneNote service itself. So enabling things like the email service and the OneNote web clipper and the API. Right. Um, so so along with that, the API it's a REST API. Uh, it's completely service based. Um, and it's a brand new API. We wanted to ship as quickly as possible. Yeah. So when we shipped, we actually shipped with a very limited set of APIs. That's that's centered around creation scenarios. So um, back in March when we launched our V1, the only thing that you could do is create a page in yep. the default location for the user. Super limited. Um, but we wanted to get things out the door um, as quickly as possible and as frequently as possible. Yeah. So we decided to ship that and since then we have continued to make progress in shipping new features. Right. Um, so for example, you will see um, IFT 
just launched an update today. Yeah, literally, I got the email just before I walked into this room too. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they have enhanced their. So they're a partner back in March, one of our launch partners for the API. Um, we worked with them to create a OneNote channel, uh, which allowed things to be put into OneNote. So, for example, you can create recipes like whenever I favorite a tweet. You know, store the link inside OneNote. Right. We actually do smarter things than that. We actually can take a screenshot of that URL and put it in the page, uh, and we OCR it, that kind of thing. Um, but this new update that they just created allowed you to specify the location where the page is created. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound like a big deal, but in in practice, oh, it, it's, it's actually much more useful. It's huge because yeah. I remember I, I forget when you announced that, but I think I just come on board. Yeah. And um, Brian Jones, right. uh, who we had on the show as well, was talking to me about it. It's like, yeah, this is so cool. So I turned it on and then realized that I favorite way too many things on Twitter <laughs> and ended up with like 120 pages in my quick notes in, right. in, in OneNote. So now you could create your own notebook, Correct. have a section, and then file everything there. That's right. Depending on the re- recipe within IFT. That's right. The enhanced channel actually allows you to specify any notebook or section that right. you want a page created in. Um, but go, going back to sort of centering in on the create scenarios, um, other types of create scenarios we enabled are sort of mobile scanning apps, for example. Yeah. So uh, apps like Genius Scan or JotNot are two partners that we've worked with. They're both uh, iOS apps that um, allows you to take a picture, de-skew it, and you know do whatever you want with it. And right. one of the things that we added with them was the ability to save the um, the scan into OneNote, right? Um, and of course, we have our own Office Lens yeah, which app, is great. which is pretty popular. Yeah, yeah, I use that a lot. And, and so that's really about getting that content in there. And now, obviously, with the, the ability to kind of pick the section that it right. goes into, and I'm guessing the notebook as well. Yeah, um, that will definitely allow those kind of scenarios to get a lot more prevalent. Yeah. Now, to caveat that, um, that only is supported in one one drive at the moment. If the if the one yeah. if the OneNote notebook is stored in OneDrive. Yep. But um, I, the question on Twitter before the show was, um, you know, OneDrive for business, is, is that being looked into from a roadmap perspective? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, the API right now only works with uh, notebooks that live on OneDrive yeah. um, and authenticated through a Microsoft account. Um, but having the APIs work with notebooks that live on OneDrive for business is definitely on our roadmap. Yeah, and, and would that be, from an auth perspective, the same way that we're talking about Office 365 APIs Absolutely. with mail, calendar, contacts, yes, files? Exactly. So it would just be, there'd be a OneNote API over there. That's correct. That'd be really exciting because yeah. essentially I can have an app that registers for a mail and calendar and OneNote yep. in auth once yep. and then be able to use those services within our platform. Yeah, that is exactly Yeah, that's really compelling. Yep. So with the create scenario, um, obviously that's pumping a lot of content into OneNote mm-hmm. and people can collaborate with that. Yep. Um, and I can see so many opportunities there for um, enterprise devs in that scenario. Right. But what other scenarios are there or are you looking to do in the yeah. future? So let me mention a couple of other uh, integrations that we've done with partners. Like um, there are a number of um, hardware manufacturers that we've worked with. Like um, some of them are scanner companies. Like yeah. um, Neat is one of them. Oh, yeah. So receipts. Um, and yeah. That's why well, I guess they do more than that, but that's kind of the one they yeah, push. Yeah, it's, it's a very cool wireless um, yeah. scanner. It's completely untethered. You know, you don't need to plug it into a PC or a Mac at all. It right. just talks Wi-Fi and pushes things directly into OneNote. Yeah. Um, another one, there are a couple of other scanning partners like uh, Doxigo, Epson, Brother, 
Um, another interesting one is Livescribe. Yeah, and I can see this in front of me here. I'm like, your surface is on your desk, and yet you've got this kind of old-fashioned notebook spiral-bound with this kind of cool-looking pen in front of you. So, so what's that? Yeah, so so this is Livescribe. This is I'm holding their newest pen, Livescribe Three. Yeah. Um, and this notebook in front of me, it's a physical notebook, um, but it's got this these tiny dots on the page which is recognized by this tiny camera at the tip of the pen. Yeah. So when I write on it, it actually syncs in real time with their iOS app right. that's on my iPad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what they have recently updated, and this was just released, I forget, it, earlier this week or last week, um, the ability to auto-send things to OneNote and to update pages. Wow. So previously, with their earlier integration, it was a manual process to export things into OneNote. Right. Uh, but now you can actually turn on auto send. Yeah. And you can just, you know, write on a page um, in this physical notebook, yeah. have it synced to OneNote, and then come back on uh, on the next day, write on the same page, and have that same page on wow, OneNote updated. Blows my mind. So you've got a page in a paper-bound notebook that maps to a page in OneNote. That's right. And if you go back to any point and add an extra paragraph to that page, it's going to reflect that in the digital That's right. OneNote. That's right. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, one of the one of the things that we wanted to help Livescribe do was um, they're in the pen business, right? They, yeah. They. They like selling pens, yeah. um, but you know, as a user, as you if you you buy the Livescribe, you buy a notebook, you write in it, your your stuff is kind of trapped in the notebook, right, right, and their iOS app. I mean, obviously, having the multi-platform clients is an expensive investment, yeah, yeah, um, and that's where OneNote can help, right, right, because right. if things things are synced to OneNote, then they're available all, all, on, on all, all the nine devices, clients as long as you have the, the iOS app, to exactly. And, um, and and with that, I mean, was there much that you had to do from an API perspective, or did they just keep consuming the same create API there? No, we actually shipped a uh, page update um, API right. for them, um, and it's a little bit of a um, early adopter drop that they're using. Yeah. Not drop, but you know, early adopter version of the API. Um, but we're planning to release a public beta version of the API wow, um, okay. soon. So that scenario, if I put, if I kind of throw off my ISV hat on and put on an enterprise dev hat, you know, assuming right now, okay, it's in OneDrive, but eventually mm-hmm. OneDrive business scenario be um, kind of there for Office 365 tenant. Yes. We could be doing stuff where I've got a, a line of business app that's doing some bits and pieces like, you know, doing work, business workflow mm-hmm. or crunching on numbers. Mm-hmm. And we could be going into OneNote and just going back and refreshing OneNote pages. Yep. But then as okay, a team, yeah. we could collaborate around that data that's being pushed in. That's right. And that's very cool. That's I kind of, right. and again, it's that, you know, moving away from that structured data that maybe that line of business has got and moving that data into OneNote where I could do that on the fly yeah we've got a lot of requests about you know um, similar scenarios like one other one um, that's similar to what you were talking about is um, for account managers so account managers they go meet with their clients or you know they have they have a meeting with them they often jot down notes in one note because you know that's what one but they want it to suck but out. But they exactly they want to suck out that content and yeah. tie it in with their CRM system. Right, right. So is there a read API right now that you've talked about the consume and the update? Uh, we will be releasing a read API very soon right. in beta form. Okay. Uh, over the next couple of weeks. So although we talk about unstructured content yeah. in those pages, um, there is a certain element of structure. We can have 
I guess when I start typing it automatically kind of creates a container on that OneNote page. And you know, if my if I scribble ink, ink is almost like an object you can move around or if I insert a diagram, that becomes part of a container. Mm-hmm. Um, I can have lines and re- carriage returns will go on mm-hmm. to those next lines and they can be moved around as objects as well. Mm-hmm. With that read scenario with the API, am I gonna be able to kind of iterate through those objects and manipulate them? So um, if you take a look at our API, um, the page content, we represent them as HTML. Um, it's not exactly like HTML, but it's yeah. very much like HTML. Yeah. Um, there are, um, uh, it, it's not HTML-like browser HTML, yeah. but um, anybody who's familiar with we'll HTML kind of will recognize the it. Structure. Yeah, will recognize the HTML substructure. Um, there are a couple of you know um, special sauce or proprietary attributes that we've right. added um, to, to for certain scenarios. Yeah, um, so but like it's tags. I'm guessing would be like I can add a task to do or a a star or a question. Like I use tags quite heavily to right. kind of draw my eye to certain things in notebooks. Yeah, so let me let me give you a concrete example. So in in our um, HTML, we actually informally call it ONML, OneNote Markup Language, <laughs> but it, it's of not it it's not a real thing that we talk <laughs> about outside uh, outside of the hallways. Yeah. Um, but one thing that we we added to the image tag, for example, in HTML, is an attribute we call data render source. Right. And how you would do use this is that you would use um, anywhere you want an image to show up. Yeah. Just like you know, in HTML, you would have an IMG tag, but instead of specifying a source uh, attribute, you would specify data render source and have it point to some URL that you want to screenshot. Right, um, and that when we see that tag, we will actually go to that URL. The ar- URL could be an article, could be a product page on Amazon, could be anything. Yeah, and we would go there and and render that page on our service. Wow, uh, take a screenshot of it, and we also do optical character recognition nice. so that the end result image in OneNote is searchable. And it's the full browser page, or just above the fold? It's actually the full browser page. Nice. Yeah, I didn't realize you did that. Yeah, so that's kind of like better than iframe in the sense that it's one big object that's part of that page that's OTR'd and is a point in time or does it every time I look at that one note page it's going to go back and do a scrape uh, no it's a so one time thing first time it's a one time thing injected into yes. the one note page yes. that's really neat there's yeah. a lot of scenarios where that could make sense Yeah. so do you use that in if if I favorited a tweet mm-hmm. that had a hyperlink in it yep when it adds that tweet because I favorite right. it to the OneNote that's page, exactly what you're using. scraping it. Yes. That's very cool. Yeah. I didn't realize you did that. That's, yep. There's a lot of scenarios there that companies could use to kind of capture things at a point in time from that yeah. scenario. Yeah. I mean, our own web clipper does something very similar. Right. Um, instead of, the only difference is instead of um, passing us, calling our API and passing us the URL, they yeah. actually pass us the entire DOM. And then we render the entire you take DOM the dorm and render it on the server side. Yes. Nice. Wow. So you're doing a lot of the heavy lifting on the in the OneNote service itself. We'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> and um, okay, so you've got me spinning now. So we've got this create. We've got the update. 
Um, we've got the read that's coming mm-hmm. um, in, in preview. I'm guessing. Yeah. Preview. So we we typically um, ship our new features in beta. We yeah. actually have a beta endpoint. Right. Um, so you know if our our REST URL endpoint, the the production one we call is you know v1.0. Yeah. But we actually have a beta one as well. Nice. Okay. We we like to ship new features on there. Yeah. Um, to for the community to vet out and give us feedback. Yeah. Um, before we you know prioritize it. And, and how how do they give you feedback? You're using user voice. Yeah, we have a user voice site right. where you know people can suggest ideas, make comments, and give feedback. Yeah. Um, in fact, we keep it pretty up to date. Like for yeah, all the features that, that we're working on, uh, you know, when we start, we update the status of it yeah, uh, yeah. to let the community know that we are working on it. Um, so people can give us feedback there, um, or people can tweet us. Yeah. At, at OneNote Dev. Yeah, I, I really, you guys have been very good with user voice, and I think um, Sonia and our team was doing it from our, from an all up Office 365 developer story, mm-hmm. um, and obviously we're all driving that now in our team, and we've got very active on that. But we've kind of used you as that flagship of the fact you changed the status to say, okay, we're actually working on this or we've shipped it is yeah. it's very cool because it's notifying those guys yeah. when they submit those user voices or if they voted on it etc. Yeah, I mean we really like doing that because at the end of the day you know we're doing this for our developers Right, right? it's and transparency customers. right? It's transparency yeah. it gives us a sense of accountability to our customers yeah. and you know uh, it's nice to build things that people use, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So can you, if I was creating a page and I wanted to have tags in it, can I do that right now? Can I have stars against the paragraph? So that is also something that will be in beta soon. All in right, the next cool. several weeks. Okay. So check boxes yeah. uh, specifically is also a tag. In yeah, 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 um, That obviously opens up a lot of scenarios right, around, right. you know, to-do lists and things yeah. like that. Yeah, so actually just digging into that one a little bit, if you take the meeting scenarios and it, yep. Um, away there. Yep. When we're talking about like tasks, like I sit in my meeting and I'll at the bottom there'll be like an actions mm-hmm. header two, and I'll start putting in tasks. Um, and you know, and I'll have my own syntax there for how I allocate them, right? So I'll usually use header three, Jeremy, header three, Sonia, header three, Chris, Dave, Jim, and I'll have tasks underneath there. But if you can actually get those things to sync to Outlook, but that's only if you're using the desktop. Windows version of OneNote, right? Mm-hmm. So if I, it's not Control One, it's like Control Shift One or something. Control One is the checkbox. Checkbox, yep. but if you do a Control Shift One, it's like an Outlook task. I'm not sure. But it's actually. only for you. Okay. So is there any work being done where not just a task, but we could have like more structured around that to have an assignee on that too? Um, not at this, not in our first release. Right, our okay. first release will be focused on just enabling just tags and tags. OneNote. Okay. Yeah, but you could still do interesting things like, for example, if you are building a to-do list type of app, right. you can have that sync to OneNote as well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that, you know, you're, you get the cross-platformness of it for free. Right, right. Um, and when people check things off in OneNote, it will automatically update on your there. side as well. Yeah, that's neat. Um, another interesting thing that you might want to do is, um, perhaps consolidating um, all the to-dos within your OneNote notebook into a single place, right? So, you know, right now you have your, your to-dos are kind of uh, spread in right. multiple places yeah. across different pages. Yeah. Every meeting you go to, you know, you have a set of, you know, action items it's afterwards. True, yeah. you, you, it's actually kind of difficult to get an all-up view of in all one, the things, one right? Place, right? Yeah, but this would allow you to, to write an app. Basically to, read all of the pages right. and then maybe provide right. a... 
uh, a single view there. Right. Yeah, I, I guess there there may be a competitor out there that kind of has um, that that task story a bit more nailed down. But is that something that um, OneNote as a whole is working on, or uh, or too no early to disclose? Too, 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 too early. All right. Yeah. yeah, I figured I asked one that was yeah. a bit sore there. Again. <laughs> roll back, roll back. Um, and then uh, I guess the only other question I had was um, the and this was again from Twitter was around uh, is there going to be so okay so we've got this create ability and we have the update and the read ability. But what if I, the scenario would be not just maybe line of business apps, but maybe uh, more kind of point solution on like having a SharePoint list show up in a OneNote and me being able to like kind of yeah. scribble on it and comment. And if that SharePoint list updated in the background, then pushing that through. I mean, technically, it seems like the APIs would do that. I think we anyway. would need. I think we would need uh, client support for that yeah. first. Uh, one thing we are looking into doing is um, sort of HTML. We we call it HTML node uh, yeah. for lack of a better term, but the ability to Im embed uh, read-only HTML within a OneNote page. Okay. Um, but I, I think you know, for the SharePoint scenario, we would have to investigate yeah. a little. Yeah, and that would be similar, I guess, to the app model that we have in Office right now, right? Where it's kind of like that. No, inside a PowerPoint with an iframe, or um, yeah, it would be kind of like an iframe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, I'm not talking about the agave thing. Though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just talking about as a user, I can embed a chunk of HTML on inside a OneNote page. Okay. Yeah. But then it's the dynamic that if yeah. the HTML page right. is viewed, it's it's right. refreshing it. Right. That'd be really neat. Yeah. But that's just you know something we're pop behind the sky for now. Exploring. Yeah. So if someone wanted to get um, an idea of the roadmap, is user voice the right place to go to see that? Or um, user voice is probably not the best place. Yeah. Um, on our team blog, um, yeah. I've created a roadmap post um, back in March. Yeah. Um, and it's actually kind of nice to look back at it sometimes because we have knocked off a lot of the things on that I list. I remember reading that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I think it's probably about time for us to post a new roadmap update. Right. Just to kind of post. give everyone a fresh yeah, idea of what's to, coming. Exactly. And um, in terms of if I'm looking to poke around here, um, where where would I go? Like what what where would be the first place for me to get started on OneNote Dev? Yeah. So if you are not familiar with OneNote, I would encourage you to start on uh, OneNote.com. There yeah. you can get all the different clients that we offer. Get the Web Clipper email, and as well as you know, learn more about all the third party products that integrate with OneNote. Yeah. Um, if you're looking to learn more about how to use the OneNote API and to start playing with it, um, you can go to dev.onenote.com. Yep. Um, we're actually going to be doing a site refresh in a couple of weeks cool. uh, that will make the resources more obvious. Uh, right now, things are sort of hidden in, on the header, so yeah, make sure you don't I miss out that. on the header. I was like clicking the images and they weren't doing yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, click the header. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I learned that one pretty quickly. Um, so, so, you know, we have great resources on GitHub, samples. Um, right. We have an interactive console that lets you I play did with see the that. So you're API. using, I always get the Apogee. Apogee. Yep. So you've got a live playground for your API where you can plug in right. and see in real time the JSON responses, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. So, you know, 
know, in a couple of weeks, um, when our dev site refreshes, you'll also see new documentation that's interactive. Um, so, Ooh. you know, we're, I'll just... You're you know. pushing the bar hard <laughs> for the rest of the product groups. Uh, yeah. so, so it'll be uh, it'll be fun. Yeah, it, I mean, it's great to usually, I mean, I wouldn't naturally say, well, I guess with the, the growth hacker word is being thrown around a lot by Satcher from yeah. kind of leadership level, but you guys are definitely setting that level and pushing the bar in terms of how you work with the developer community, whether it's through user voice or Apogee or um, the Docker, and even kind of some of the fun you have... Uh, I know you keep Ari on his toes, who's in um, in my org in the, right. the technical marketing side, right. with some of the YouTube craziness that you've got up to. Um, are there no, any more of those happening, or what are you what are you referring to? Um, I'm trying to think what YouTube videos you guys have done in the OneNote team. It might not necessarily be the developer oh, see, side or luck, but I see what you mean. There's but there's been a few the, kind of like yeah. crazy dancing people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was involved in the first one, like you know, one of one of the extras. Yeah, uh, standing on the balcony. Yeah, that's right. But the right. funny thing is, my two year old loves to watch that really? you know, video over and over and over. D- Dad, so. Daddy's in the yeah. video. Yeah. <laughs> you're famous. You're <laughs> Yeah. You've made it in the world. I know. I'm sure you didn't quite... make it to Broadway. But, yeah, that's you know. right. I'm sure you're not quite as viral as Justin Bieber, but uh, <laughs> getting close with the OneNote team. Yeah. Um, so what's next for you guys? Are you um, Where would our audience see you? Are you going to be at any shows coming up talking about any of this stuff? Or yeah, what? actually... Uh, in September, mid-September, um, there is we're going to be at the Data Week API World Conference cool. um, in San Francisco. So we're sponsoring the hackathon there, and you know Gareth also has uh, a couple of talks there oh, talking great. about the OneNote API. Um, and we're also you know working with folks to show up at a bunch of collegiate hackathons, major hack league, and and uh, to you know keep help. You keep on evangelizing yeah, OneNote yeah. and the API. I, I'm really excited to see what people do with this because there's just so many scenarios, especially as you unlock more and more of those APIs that people can use. Yeah, um, It's just really powerful service for developers to be working in. Yeah. And as you say, across umpteen different devices that OneNote's uh, living on, right? Yeah, so we got lots of work to cut out for us. You know, um, you know the Office 365 support, obviously, is a big yeah. one. Um, you know, we are continuing to flesh out our CRUD capabilities yeah. um, in, on the consumer side. Um, yeah, so. I mean, uh, me and my girlfriend, we have a shopping list in OneNote. It's a, as if this is an idea I'm going to throw away for free here. Um, we need like a Windows phone app that reads our shopping list in the OneNote page and then tells me where it is on the aisle in the supermarket. Genius. Oh, right, genius. Right genius. there. Yeah. And then as I scan it, as it goes in my trolley, it checks it off my OneNote page. Yeah. I mean, that's Come totally, on, totally doable. Totally doable. Yeah, totally doable. Or bar though, where it is on the yeah. the aisle. You could do like Cortana <laughs> voice recognition to the assistant right. or something. Yeah, and that's completely in line with, you know, helping people do more Absolutely. faster. Productivity. Right. Exactly. Yeah, mobile first, cloud first. Yeah, yeah. We're on the money there. There yeah, you go. There's totally. a hackathon challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, um, as I say, it's really good to get you on the show. We'll, we'll most definitely get you back. Um, we actually, I was talking to Ari uh, the other day, we have a module coming up on um, the OneNote APIs as part of the Microsoft Virtual Academy training that we're doing around mm-hmm. um, office development. Mm-hmm. So um, as well as all the stuff you already have out there, we'll have an on-demand training available with like hands-on labs that people can take too. So um, When is know, that going to be available? That one's going to be available at the uh, middle 
middle of October it's recorded in the studio, so it should be available at the end of October. Oh, just in time for Ticket. So fantastic. Yeah, we'll get the word out there a bit more to you know from an on demand side of things as well. Awesome. But um yeah, if you've got any questions, um absolutely jump in the Yammer group and reach out to James and his team and I've put all the Twitter handles in the show notes with all the links off to everything we've talked about today. And um, I'd love to hear from you guys on what scenarios you're doing, um, whether it's an ISV scenario or, especially for me, I'm, I'm interested in those business scenarios, the enterprise dev scenarios that, right. that are coming up there. And um, yeah, we would definitely showcase those things on future shows. And, and I'm sure if I got you back in three months, you'd have a bunch more to talk about in terms of APIs at the, yeah. the cadence you're going at, which is great. So you're kind of setting that agile bar for the rest of the product groups here. Right? Yeah, I think, I mean, this next month is going to be super exciting because we got a whole bunch of stuff lined up that's sort of in beta yeah. or trying to get it into beta. So, you know, a couple of things like, you know, reading a page or the tags and query a list of pages. Yeah, yeah. All those things are, are and, and you know, page update as well. Um, so yeah, in three months, I think we'll have a lot more yeah, functionality. I'm definitely going to go back and switch on my ift rules <laughs> and um, get them so they're being sent not to my quick notes but to individual notebooks and yeah, yeah. see if I can get that that workflow working again because oh, yeah, it's totally. definitely something that's compelling there. Totally. Cool. Well, thanks very much, mate, and um, enjoy the rest of your short week. We've had Labor Day yeah, on Monday, yeah. so it's kind of like a five-day week crammed into four. Yeah, so. yeah. Thanks very much again for having me on the show. It's Great. Fun. All right, we'll look forward to getting you on here again. All right. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you check out dev.office.com for all of your Office 365 developer needs. All the links from the show are in the blog post on blogs.office.com dev, where you can find the latest news about Office 365. If you have any ideas for new shows or questions for us, please join us in our Yammer group in the Office 365 Technical Network. Have a great week, guys, and keep coding on Office 365.